Blog Talk Radio. Hedge funds were the foreign students, the uh, structural feminists, uh, the Marxists, and, and that's pretty much the group of people I, I saw at that, that uh, pre-graduation party. Who cares about what a poor black man has to face every day in a country and a culture controlled by rich white people? My name is Barack Obama. Jesus was a poor black man who lived in a country and who lived in a culture that was controlled by rich white people. Chandu was throwing the money around. Obama was dressed in the nicest, slickest clothes. I, when I first met Obama and Chandu, I swear to you, I thought they were both gay and I thought they were both wealthy. Barack knows what it means to be a black man living in a country and a culture that is controlled by rich white people. Don't you get a kick out of people describing Barack Obama as elitist? Is that you are elitist? Tell me who you walk with and I will tell you who you are. What's interesting to me in retrospect is I don't I don't even put more than a handful of African American kids at that house. That was another myth of the Obama presidency is, is the young Obama I knew didn't have particularly deep roots in the African American community. Sheriff Joe Arpaio says he suspects President Obama's birth certificate is a fake. We believe probable cause exists indicating that forgery and fraud may have been committed. We're not going to be able to solve our problems if we get distracted by sideshows and carnival markers. Speaking of sideshows, distractions, and carnival markers, settle in. The Situation Report with Doc Jones starts right now. Why are gas prices going higher and higher? Ask George Bush's best friend, Big Oil. (laughs) Big Oil kept U.S. oil reserves in Anwar off limits by paying off the caribou lobby. And who conspired to keep new refineries from being built in the U.S.? Big Oil. And why is Ted Kennedy opposing windmills in Nantucket Sound? Big oil. And who, in 1979, along with the cardigan sweater cartel, made sure that Iran would always be run by unstable lunatics? Big oil. Big oil did all this to make unbelievable profits of nine cents per gallon. So get angry at George Bush and big oil and ignore anything the Democrats have ever done to get us in this mess. Paid for by George Soros and other futures trading friends of Hillary Rodham Clinton. People come to Internet Radio for any number of reasons. Among the reasons are perhaps they're tired of the pasteurized, homogenized news that they get from their TV. Or some may want their talk radio a little more raw. Well, that's what you get with Internet Talk Radio. Real people with real opinions that give you real conversation. It's not just daddy's talk radio. And it's for people who stay informed and a great way to share ideas and debate issues. Well, let's just say that Internet Talk Radio hosts don't sit in front of the makeup mirror before they go on the air. Internet Talk Radio is a fast-growing new media that allows folks to get around the dinosaur media. We are America United. 
This is a network of patriotic radio hosts bringing you honest discussion and discourse that will keep you riveted all day. Check out radio.waaumedia.com. Excellence in Broadcasting presents Liberals of Genius. Liberals of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. President of the United States. Mr. President of the United States. You single-handedly managed to choke all the life out of the world's greatest economy in record time. 10% unemployment. No one else could have apologized more, spent more, or built a rat maze healthcare system from hell that only the IRS could love. What were you thinking? Thanks to you, FDR will be known as a conservative, Carter will look presidential, and Joseph Stalin won't seem like such a bad guy. Joe was misunderstood. So crack open a good book, sit on your butt, and help your buddies with a snowball's chance in November. Mr. President, the one we weren't waiting for. Good evening, friends, family, well-wishers, those who wish me ill, like you guys. Oh, whoa, 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 not yet, not yet. (laughs) All right, good night, folks. I hope everyone is having a great evening tonight. I'd like to let uh, those of you who followed my show uh, over the course of the last year and a half, um, I'd like to once again thank you, as I did last night, for, um, well, today you put me over the top. I'm over the 100,000 listen mark. And like I said uh, last night, uh, just it wasn't so long ago where I was rushing around saying to anyone who would listen that, wow, I, I've got 1,000 listens. <laughs> I've got a thousand listens. There are thousands of, there's a thousand people who've listened to my show. Okay. 
All right. So I'm very pleased with that because as as I've indicated many times, I started out, you know, at least for a couple of months with like with one listen, one listener, one one person who listened live, and um, that you know that I'm aware of, and that was uh, Tesla for a while, and then there was Beach Bum. God rest his soul, he's gone from us now, but certainly not forgotten. So I'd like to thank everybody. Including uh, uh, Tesla for um, you know uh, supporting the show when when you know when he when he did and 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 all of that and then you know that uh, I'm very very pleased to have gotten you know to this point uh, with Blog Talk Radio. It started out as a hobby and now it's just great fun and I'm I'm really happy to be doing it. But uh, I've got a couple of messages. Uh, one is for my friend last night, the guy who uh, called into the show. Um, with the African American uh, bit, I got a little message from him from my main man T Mont. But let's get our usual stuff out of the way. Today's date May third. Wow, 2012. I am here in beautiful Old Town Alexandria, looking across the Potomac in my huge bay window at uh, the Watergate Hotel just across. I'm going to go out a little bit later, walk around, check things out. Head over to Starbucks, get some coffee. Try to stay awake awake for as long as I can. Oh, by the way, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. So, without further ado, let's hear from my guy, T-Mont. And we're sending a message to my caller last night uh, pertaining to the African-American conversation we had. Here we go. T-Mont, take it away. Greetings, folks. T-Mont, back for another drive time. I need to set the record straight on a few things. The title of this message is African American is as offensive as nigger. To me. Now, I want y'all to understand where I'm coming from. All of you lily-livered white folks caught up in political correctness and all of you Negroes or black people caught up in trying to redefine yourself because someone else has a hyphenated term of citizenship. If you refer to me as an African-American on any of my videos of my, my channel, I'm going to block you. I am not an African-American. I have never been to Africa. Africa is a continent to begin with. And for you idiots who are going to come back, well, America is a continent, North America. Fool, I'm talking about the United States of America. That is a country. Get that. So Africa as a continent offers no citizenship papers. And I've never been there. Neither of my parents. And also understand this. If it were an appropriate term to call black folks, then what the hell do you do about the the white folks that are born in Africa, on the continent of Africa, you going to call them African-American too? Jesus Christ! You both kill me with that. Don't call me African-American. I'm not an African-American. I'm not an African. I'm an American. A U.S. citizen and proud to be one. Keep my out. All right. That should be plain enough for anybody. I think what the guy, the caller who called in last night was 
really referring to is um, being an African-American was a state of mind and not really a racial uh, a, a, a race, not a uh, ethnic title. I suppose that's what he was saying. Now, earlier today, I got into yet another conversation with an Obama supporter who brought up George Bush and how George Bush got us into this mess and how Barack Obama was simply trying to recover, trying to get us out of the 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 mess that George Bush put us in. Those talking points from Barack Obama and the liberal media seem to have gone a long way. I mean, nearly four years, the same talking points. I pointed out that, yes, indeed, George Bush put us in some tremendous debt. Four trillion over eight years. But Barack Hussein Obama has put us in debt to the tune of five trillion in under four years. So who's worse, the fool or the fool who follows him? Yeah, of course. That is a line from A New Hope in the Star Wars series uttered by Obi-Wan Kenobi to young Luke Skywalker. All of you fans of Star Wars will know where that line comes from. But it's still nonetheless true. Who is worse, the fool or the fool who follows him? Five trillion dollars in debt. With more to come. And of course, I was asked, why are you a Republican? What have the Republican, what has the Republican Party ever done for you? The Republican Party is not for black people. The Republican Party, they don't want to help you. They don't want to have anything to do with you. And I say, in response precisely, that's why I love the Republican Party. When I hear, when I heard um, some rapper say, George Bush don't care about black people. I was embarrassed by it. Why would you want the president to care about you? You want the president to leave you alone. Do your job, dude. Protect the United States of America. Protect our borders. Shuffle some paper. And take your ass home at the end of your term. That's your job. The president's job is not to care about me. I have parents for that. I have friends. I have family. I don't give a shit whether the president of the United States cares about me. Hell, most of the, I don't think the president knows most of the people who voted for him, if any. Why are folks so hung up on whether or not the president cares? He's the president of the United States. His job is to run the country the best way he can with minimal interference in the public sector. Not to give a damn about me or what goes on with me. That's why I have a nuclear family, a set of friends, and the usual other things that go on. 
But my man Zoe, Alfonso Rochelle, he he can say it better than I can. So listen to my man Alfonso explain to you why he and I, 2020, Blog Talk, Casanova, Evil Clown, and all my other good friends, are Republican. Well, well, well. Looks like a few of those so-called token black conservatives have gotten themselves together to make a little movie called Runaway Slave. Now, how the hell did this happen? I mean, according to the liberal Afrocentrics, we're a bunch of self-loathing blacks. So, why the hell did we all get together to make a movie? Ugh. I hate y'all. I think what's happening. get when you reintroduce color to conservatives? You get controversy. That's right. We're putting the black back in Republican, baby. Now it's a party. And the ones who are mad about it ain't the white people in the Republican Party. It's all the liberals. I can hear the liberals yapping now, trying to say how we conservative blacks are just props for the Republican Party. Really? You mean like how Common is just a prop sitting next to Bill Maher? Hey, Common, let me clue you in on something. You and Bill don't have much in common. You've tried to set yourself apart from the gangster image. Bill Maher believes that it's the very nature of black people to be gangsters. And Bill Maher expects you to behave a certain way. You're opposed to abortion. You see how it's devastated the black community. Yet you sit there and smile next to a person who is pro-abortion. And since you're a member of Reverend Wright's church, I assume you think of yourself as a God-fearing man. Well, Bill hates the very thought of God and thinks that people who believe in God are ridiculous. But nah, not you coming. You special. Bill Maher accepts you. You're his special little friend. What? That's what all you Afrocentrics and liberals say about us black conservatives. Actually, it would be nice if liberals used such language as benign as I have. Liberals make claims such as we're just a minstrel show and we're just a bunch of bootlicking Uncle Toms and house Negroes and whatnot. The thing is, despite how liberals try to tear down black conservatives with their bogus charges, we can prove the things that you attack us with are just projections. 95% of the black community votes Democrat. I guess that makes us conservative blacks the real 5%ers. And among these conservative 5%ers that are in this movie that I'm talking about are C.L. Bryant, the founder of this clique, Colonel Allen West, Herman Cain, Deneen Borelli, Thomas Sowell, Sar Parker, Eric Rush, Albita King, Kevin Jackson, Bill Whittle. That's right, Bill Whittle. Bill Whittle gets to be black in this movie. If you libs want to try to say that Bill Clinton was the first black president, and for all the wrong reasons, mind you, then we get to claim Bill Whittle is one of our own for all the right ones. Oh yeah, I'm in this movie too. So is Andrew Breitbart and Glenn Beck. And there's more. Al Sharpton is going to hate this movie because it's going to be released the weekend before Martin Luther King's birthday. I should also point out that it used to be said that what the white man fears the most is an educated black man. Actually, how the saying should have gone, and let's make sure that this is how it will continue to go, is that what white liberal Democrats fear the most is black conservative Republicans, which makes it fitting that not only is this movie going to be released around Martin Luther King's birthday, but because white liberals are horrified by black conservatives, this movie is going to be released on Friday the 13th. I'm Alfonso Rachel for Zonation, where the blacks here are conservative Republicans, which means you don't have to worry about us talking loud through the movie when you go see it. Ouch. And we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Thank you for listening to that. 
Obama. Win small or go home big. What's it going to be? Is he going to win close or lose big? That's the question tonight. That was the question yesterday, actually, and the day before that. Is he going to win big or is he going to go home? And if he goes home, what are we going to have to talk about? What are, what are, what are we going to have to talk about? Me, Cool Mike, 2020, Tesla, Southern Sense. You think there'll be plenty more to talk about if Obama once Obama's gone? I know that a lot of my blog talk hosts, they have guests on. Really cool guests, too. Uh, they have uh, a lot of different topics. There's only one thing that's really on my mind. Every once in a while, I'll spread it out, talk about some other things, throw some controversy in the mix, you know. But my focus is on Mr. Obama. I think I'm going to have to diversify. I'm going to have to come up with something else because it looks like dude's going to be gone. Am I counting my chickens before they hatch? I don't know. Hopefully he'll be gone soon. 2020's uh, in the house. And um, my good friend, Cool Mike, he's here. What am I going to have to talk about? I mean, my show is, I model my show after uh, after Rush Limbaugh. He doesn't have guests on his show, or very rarely does he do so. I don't have guests on my show. Um so I may have to find something new to talk about. What's weird? What's weird? What the hell is going on here? This whole compression thing. In response to being caught, busted, yet again... In a publicized lie about his past dating life. And who the hell would lie about something like that? The president offered a seemingly erudite and acceptable rationalization. Specifically, Obama has now told biographer David Marinus that the New York girlfriend was actually a composite character based off of multiple girlfriends he had both in New York City and in Chicago. Through Dreams of My Father, though, though Dreams of My Father is an autobiography, and hence nonfiction, Obama makes no mention of this compression. Nor is there any note by the publisher. Broadway books. In fact, Obama's only acknowledged the quote, compression, end quote, after Marinus learned that Cook had no recollection of some of the events in which Obama said she was present. Compression. Compression. 
Remember the movie where uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. starred as the first black diver, Navy diver? Remember that movie? I worked on that movie. And here's a little secret, in case you didn't know. There was some compression going on there, too. You see, in the movie, there was no Master Chief Billy Sunday. In fact, the name Billy Sunday was actually a baseball player from the, um, the, from the, from the 1920s who became a preacher and who helped usher in prohibition. That's where the name came from. Chief Master Chief Billy Sunday did not exist. Master Chief Billy Sunday was a compression of a lot of characters in Cuba Gooding Jr., who, the, who played the, the part of the diver in his lifetime. There was no such person. But that was meant to sell a story that was a 90-minute movie. You had to compress events that way. Did you have to do it for a book? And do we see a pattern here of President Obama skirting the truth, lying about his past, hiding it? Even the most ardent Obama supporter has to feel just have a gut feeling that something's not right. Just have a have a gut feeling that there's just something not right with this guy. There's a $10,000 reward out for anyone who can produce Obama's college transcripts, his records. They're sealed. But why? Obama was forced forced to voluntarily surrender his law license. Why? The guy is as shady as they come. If this guy walked up and wanted to marry your daughter and his past was shrouded in mystery and you knew virtually nothing about him, and he told you about his girlfriend. And then he revealed to you later on that the girlfriend was a composite of many girlfriends. First of all, it's got to be embarrassing for the girl who's been reduced to a compilation of many women. <laughs> would, you, would you boot his ass out of your house? And tell him that with a shotgun in his face and say, don't ever come back here to see my daughter again. Now, I don't want the Secret Service coming over here. I'm not threatening the president. I'm saying if a guy like that walked into your house and wanted to date your daughter and everything about him was shrouded in mystery and half-truths, would you boot him out of your house? Yes. Yes, you would. The question is, President Obama is the commander-in-chief of the most powerful armed forces on this planet. He has his finger on the nuclear button. He influences millions of people, not just here in the United States, but around the world. And we know virtually nothing about him. 
almost everything we know about him is not is untrue or shrouded in some mystery. Does anyone find that to be disturbing? Of course you do. Of course you do. It's campaign season. And as usual, Democrats are employing their class-struggling rhetoric to position a redistributive government agenda as the only way Americans can be saved from themselves and the greedy capitalists who prey upon them. Oh, yeah. But, (laughs) yeah, baby, the news is fascinating. The Occupy, hope and change are fed up with Barack Obama. They're fed up with him. They don't trust him. Can you believe it at this stage? Numerous protesters at uh, the May Day Occupy Wall Street rally in New York viciously blasted President Obama as a horrible failure, which signals a major break from a liberal base that once celebrated Obama's lofty rhetoric of hope and change. Can you imagine? Quote, I feel that Obama, especially on civil liberties perspective, has raped me in the ass, admitted a shirtless man who donned a purple flower in his hair. A shirtless man with a purple flower in his hair? Quote, I'm not very happy with his job in the slightest. (laughs) You don't believe me? Check out the video. Check out the audio here. Listen to this. It's 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 hilarious in its own weird, perverted way. <laughs> it's coming up. Oh my goodness! Yeah, listen to the C. Robert Jones situation report. <laughs> It'll be up in just a minute. Uh, yeah, yeah. We don't want to pause it. It's coming up. Uh, Fury. At Obama erupts as Occupy Wall Street rallies in New York City. Occupy hope and change. One more quote. The guy... You have to be careful when you yeah. talk about President Obama. I, I vote for him, but he, he betrayed us. I no longer put my hopes there. I no longer put my hopes there. I wish I could, but I can't. Yeah, he is a liar. He says he's going to close Guantanamo. Every promise he has broken. You know, I, I would criticize parts of his China policy. So the guy freaks me out a bit, I'm not going to lie. He's pretty, and we all think we did something because of his color, and I don't discount that, but for fuck's sake, he scares the hell out of me. I believe that President Obama has betrayed us, has uh, broken the promise that he made us. I, as a matter of fact, voted for Obama. It was a big mistake, and I'm very angry about it. Obama is the same. You know, hasn't changed. And, and that's it. It's no different from Actually, he's moving to the right, it would seem, especially at the moment, if you read the paper. President, the president thinks he's supporting Yes, he's capitulated. But him and Mitt, I, that really makes me nervous. Because, like, oh, banker number one? or I, 
Yeah. You know, he's linked with George Soros and stuff like that. So uh, Soros has a very specific agenda. Well, he he did act. He did talk like a Nazi in the campaign. I did, but you know, you got to vote for the black president. You know, which I did, which I never again will vote for a Democrat, not for anything, not even for dog catcher. Wow. Wow. He spoke like a Nazi at the beginning of his campaign. This hippie occupier said that they would never vote for a Democrat again, not even for a dog catcher. Listen to some of the remarks. The guy freaks me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. He's pretty. And well, and we all think we did something because of his color. And I don't discount that. But for fuck's sake, he scares the hell out of me. The growing dissatisfaction among the president's most liberal supporters could make November November's election a little bit more competitive. As former Obama diehards stay home instead of casting a ballot in his favor. Even the liberals are running from this clown. Other Occupy protesters who spent the majority of Tuesday cluttering city streets in a series of disorganized mass demonstrations celebrating May Day accused the president of behaving like a Nazi, a charge that could be found particularly offensive in light of uh, accusations that a cohort, uh, a cohort Occupy sympathizers are anti-Semitic. Quote, I voted for Obama and it was a big mistake, said one protester who lofted a sign equating Obama to uh, with a swastika symbol. I'm very angry about it. Obama is murdering thousands of people throughout the world with his drone strikes. The occupier cl- accused Obama of having the same foreign policy priorities as his predecessor, George W. Bush. Quote, the foreign policy between Bush and Obama is the same. He hasn't changed. End quote. Obama did talk like a Nazi in the campaign. But you got to vote for a black president, this guy said. Which I did. But I will never again vote for a Democrat, not even for a dog catcher. Really? You got to vote for a black uh, a president? You got to? Why do you got to? I guess that person's asking himself that same question. Even supporters of New York's labor unions lamented that they descri- that, that they described as the president's multiple shortcomings. One more quote for you. I feel that President Obama has betrayed us. He's broken every promise that he made. Said one um, man sporting a cap that uh, read local 3838. The change that he promised didn't happen. The only economic change that happened was for the 1%. Every promise he's broken. Think Obama's getting that guy's vote? An elderly female, elderly female activist who identified herself as a former supporter of the president charged that he is, quote, killing the teachers, end quote, and, quote, killing the kids, end quote, by failing to enact widespread educational reforms. I no longer put my hopes there, she said. I wish I could, but I can't. Asked directly if the president had let her down, the woman hung her head in shame and lamented, let's say so, 
Let's say so. Are you loving it? Are you loving it? Don't you? Don't you just love it? Chicka-boom, chicka-boom. Hey, the liberals. I mean, these are the liberal of the liberal. These are the mag daddy of liberals. And they're running away from this guy. It's amazing to me. Anybody else amazed by this? Can you believe it? They're running from this guy. Severely disappointed. This... Damn it. How many of you believed in this hope and change rhetoric? We've heard it all before. Benito Mussolini. Adolf Hitler. Pol Pot. Forward. It's fashionable. I admit to be jaded about a presidential campaign to complain there's nothing new and just tune out. But not this one. President Obama's team put out an ad praising him for sending Navy SEALs to kill Osama bin Laden. How's that going to play with his liberal, lily-livered liberal base? Not only did Obama put out this pitiful ad that even Ariana Huffington had to admonish him for, but he questioned whether Mitt Romney would do the same. It's outrageous. Not only does our president have no shame, he has no class. And that should have been evident. That should have been evident when he gave a set of DVDs to the Prime Minister of England. DVDs that the, the Prime Minister couldn't even play. Because uh, the, 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 oh man. It should have been evident that the president has no class when he gave the queen of England an iPod with all of his speeches on it. Not the Rolling Stones. Not Simon and Garfunkel. Not Barry White. Not even the Beatles. He filled up an iPod, gave it to the Queen with his speeches on it. The guy has no class. None, mind you. This is the man that liberals, and especially black folks, these are people who want to have Obama's name tattooed on their ass. It is amazingly embarrassing. There is trouble brewing in the liberal base when Arianna Huffington throws down the gauntlet to President Obama. 
Oh, yeah. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to ask the question because this all plays out to whether Obama wins narrow or whether he goes home. We're going to take a short break and and wonder. If I wanted America to fail, what would I do? You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. And I am your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if I wanted America to fail, well, what would I do? What would you do? Would you hire a guy as president when you had almost no background on him? Would you give him the keys to the White House even though you know nothing about him just because he's black? If I wanted America to fail, to follow, not lead, to suffer, not prosper, to despair, not dream, I'd start with energy. I'd cut off America's supply of cheap, abundant energy. I couldn't take it by force. So I'd make Americans feel guilty about using the energy that heats their homes, fuels their cars, runs their businesses, and powers their economy. I'd make cheap energy expensive, so that expensive energy would seem cheap. I would empower unelected bureaucrats to all but outlaw America's most abundant sources of energy. After banning its use in America, I'd make it illegal for American companies to ship it overseas. If I wanted America to fail, I'd use their schools to teach one generation of Americans that their factories and their cars will cause a new ice age. And I'd muster a straight face so I could teach the next generation that they're causing global warming. When it's cold out, I'd call it climate change instead. I'd imply that America's cities and factories could run on wind power and wishes. I teach children how to ignore the hypocrisy of condemning logging, mining, and farming while having roofs over their heads, heat in their homes, and food on their tables. I would never teach children that the free market is the only force in human history to uplift the poor, establish the middle class, and create lasting prosperity. Instead, I demonize prosperity itself so that they will not miss what they will never have. If I wanted America to fail, I would create countless new regulations and seldom cancel old ones. That would be so complicated that only bureaucrats, lawyers, and lobbyists could understand them. That way small businesses with big ideas wouldn't stand a chance. And I would never have to worry about another Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, or Steve Jobs. I would ridicule as flat earthers those who urge them to lower energy costs by increasing supply. And when the evangelists of common sense try to remind people about the laws of supply and demand, I'd enlist the sympathetic media to drown them out. If I wanted America to fail, I would empower unaccountable bureaucracy seated in a distant capital to bully Americans out of their dreams and their property rights. I'd send federal agents to raid guitar factories for using the wrong kind of wood. I'd force homeowners to tear down their own homes built on their own land. I'd make it almost impossible for farmers to farm, miners to mine, loggers to log, and builders 
to build. Because I don't believe in free markets, I'd invent false ones. I'd devise fictitious products like carbon credits and trade them in imaginary markets. I'd convince people that this would create jobs and be good for the economy. If I wanted America to fail, for every concern I'd invent a crisis, and for every crisis I'd invent a cause like shutting down entire industries and killing tens of thousands of jobs in the name of saving spotted owls. And when everyone learned the stunning irony that the owls were victims of their larger cousins and not people, it would already be decades too late. If I wanted America to fail, I'd make it easier to stop commerce than to start it, easier to kill jobs than create them, more fashionable to resent success than to seek it. When industries seek to create jobs, I'd file lawsuits to stop them, and then I'd make taxpayers pay for my lawyers. If I wanted America to fail, I would transform the environmental agenda from a document of conservation to an economic suicide pact. I would concede entire industries to our economic rivals by imposing regulations that cost trillions. I would celebrate those who preach environmental austerity in public while indulging a lavish lifestyle in private. I convince Americans that Europe has it right and that America has it wrong. If I wanted America to fail, I would prey on the goodness and the decency of ordinary Americans. I would only need to convince them that all of this is for the greater good. If I wanted America to fail, I, I suppose I wouldn't change a thing. Indeed. Um, welcome back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Occupy versus the Tea Party. Tomorrow, 2 p.m. Southern Sense, Annie the Radio Chick and Cool Mike. 2 p.m. here on Blog Talk Radio. Be there or be square. I myself will be on the road driving. to Richmond but you damn straight I'll be there I'll be on the phone I'll be calling in so there's no excuse for you not to in fact I may just pull over check out the scenery lounge around chill and participate at a Starbucks while I'm drinking a triple vente white mocha or two and having a a fine banana nut muffin. Because I got it like that. But I'll be listening in. Occupy versus the Tea Party. And of course, stay tuned for my main man 2020 radio, G Ski Rocks. Got a great show. TGT 183 on Late Night. 11.30. I try to stay awake. I really do. But, hey, I'm up at 4 in the morning. I don't know why. It's an old military habit, I suppose. I can't. I, I just I, I try as I might. I'm an old man. I can't stay awake that late. Not even if there were a beautiful woman involved. I got I to gotta get my beauty sleep.
What do you think? What do you think about a president? I mean, you know what? I don't even want to talk about that clown tonight anymore. No more. Let's talk about Occupy Wall Street. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Does anybody want to talk about that? <laughs> Let's talk about Eric Holder and how he's likely to go to jail for contempt of Congress. The world is going crazy. It's going crazy. And uh, I was just about to um, play a video clip, an audio clip of Bill Ayers stating that the American empire is over, that we're done, and that we can either accept it enjoy it and embrace it or continue to fight a losing battle are we done is Bill Ayers right is America over being the most powerful the most dominating the most influential country in the world does Bill Ayers and Obama have it right is that why Obama's going around to foreign dignitaries and bowing like a bitch? Like a candy ass? Do you think Vladimir Putin bows down to any foreign dignitary or potentate? Do you think that Vladimir Putin goes around apologizing for his country? No real man does that. I'm talking about a man here. No real man would go around bowing to any other man. When you're the president of the most powerful country on this planet still, and you bow your head? How the hell does that happen unless somebody's got a gun? How do you do that? I don't even care if it's like a custom thing. Okay, well, it's customary for the president to bow or for during your greeting uh, a Chinese dignitary that you bow. Wait, I'd be like, wait, hold on, wait a minute. I'm the president of the United States. You think I'm going to bow? The president bows to no man. But I guess it went something like this. Okay, uh, all right, so that's the protocol? Well, okay, uh. So when I let me make sure I got this straight. When I meet the Chinese premier, uh, I, I bow and I, I reach out for his hand and I, I, I bow so deep that my forehead touches his balls. Okay, that's what I'm supposed to do because that's protocol, State Department. Okay, all right. So we got that right. So he shows up in front of the premier, Chinese ambassador or whoever the hell he is, and he bows. Deliciously stupid. Would Ronald Reagan bow to another man, another head of state? Hell no. Would Eisenhower bow? Would George Washington bow? 
Hell, not even Bill Clinton bowed down to another man. Not even Jimmy Carter bowed his head to another head of state. How the hell does that happen? We have a call on the line, 616. You're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Well, hello. It's Cool Mike. Cool Mike. Hey, man. How you doing? Well, Doc, uh, I don't mean to keep you up later than you will, but I posted a link in the chat room I think it's worth looking over. Okay. Um, because uh, as bad as we thought the president is, it's even worse. Apparently, President Obama is about to give uh, secretly some of our Alaskan islands to Vladimir Putin. Um, yeah. <laughs> you might want to check that out. But, I mean, this is what the Founding Fathers... Yeah, it, it's so funny how we listen to these liberals call the Founding Fathers all kinds of horrible names. But this is exactly why they put in the Constitution, you must be born here. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. From the start of your show talking about everything President Obama did, to now giving away our... You there? Mike, are you there? Hmm. No, I, sorry about that, Doc. Where did right. I, I leave off? I accidentally hit mute. Yeah, if uh, if uh, Obama uh, should be born here, of course we agree. I, secretly giving is away... This mm-hmm. is birth certificate. No native-born American would be giving away our property. None. No, this but is, this is this is a sense of death right here. I have the article right here in front of me. Is he? Can he do that? Um, I don't know what's taking place. I don't know what stages it all it, it's in. Um, Sharon Hughes, who has the huge report, Hughes report on BTR, I was listening to it. She was just. I joined it kind of halfway, and she was just hysterical. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I guess we're gonna have to find out. But I mean. Uh, even 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 this of mention, I mean, even this of mention, um, would Bill Clinton have done something like this? I mean, would think about it. I mean, this is this is a birth certificate proof right here that he is not an American born. He's not even a you can call him a citizen, but this clearly reveals his colors, and they're not red, white, and blue. Well, the truth the truth is, this president is not. Pro America, uh, he, uh, you know, for, for I, I'm this is I'm speechless about this right now. I have the article right here in front of me, and the truth is, it leaves me speechless. I need to go ahead and I need to read through this and and understand what what's happening and wonder how the president can do such a thing. How is it what that was, he has the authority the to do be? this? I mean, they're supposed to vote in two weeks in their Alaskan primary for so those islands that he gave away now. They're not voting? I mean, those how, people on those islands are not Americans anymore? I wonder how he, whether or not he's actually, he has the authority to do that. Well, we're going to have to make an issue of this, and he'll have to answer for it. Obviously, we know four, four uh, TV stations that probably will not mention it. But yeah. if enough people get up in arms, I mean, I would think the Alaskans would... Uh, I mean, as big as the globe is, it's still a small world. So uh, what would you think if you're on one of those islands, Doc? Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden you're Russian? 
Yeah. Well, well, you're you're exactly right. I'm surprised uh, at myself for myself that I'm that I'm not heard of this until today. Uh, and 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 I'd like to give this some some further further review. When did this uh, When did this all take place? Well, I'm looking at different articles. As I said today, Sharon Hughes. Um, she's a uh, she's a commentator in, out of San Francisco, and she does the simulcast mm-hmm. on PTR. She was just like furious, and I thought, man, Sharon got some energy today. And I, yeah. I still couldn't put everything together until she said, so I posted the link in the chat room, and she was just giving it to Obama. And I thought, like, man, I hate him too, but what the hell? I mean, then when I read about it, I thought to myself, oh, my God. And, well, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, I don't think the deal has been done yet. And I don't yeah. So he he's posed to do this and 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 we want we need to know why this is all coming about and and when did this uh when did this transpire and, and why hadn't why haven't we heard about this until now? Well, cuz it's none of our business. He's yeah, apparently. Apparently. I mean, what he, what would you what would you think if you were some veteran? I mean, for many many years who whether it's Vietnam or Korea or I mean, you obviously were a veteran during yeah. the Cold War crisis. Now you're all of a sudden a Russian? And you live on those islands? This this guy needs to go. He needs to be gone this November before he's allowed to do any more damage. That is a fact. Um, uh, and I am so sorry that we're so pressed for time that we really can't can't uh, get into this right now. But uh, you know, but we will. And I'm sure there's a, a lot of blog talk hosts are going to get uh, going to be involved in uh, in this discussion over the course of the next few days. Um, uh, you have a show later tonight with G Ski, is that correct? I'm not uh, with G Ski with uh, Jermaine. Yeah. Yeah, and you can bet this is going to be a topic to uh, all points bulletin. So I'll get more information on it. Yeah. And uh, we'll get and we'll get the educated BTR heads together. You and Perry Steele and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you tonight, Doc. Thank you for letting right. me on your show. Well, thank you very much, Cool Mike. I do appreciate that. Can Can you believe this? The President of the United States apparently is going to give away oil-rich land to Russia. Well, we'll talk more about this later. Um, I hope you all have a good night. Thank you for listening. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We've got to get this guy out of here. He's got to go. Yeah. Good night, folks. Try not to get worried. Try not to turn on to problems that upset you. Don't you know everything's all right? Yes, everything's fine. And we want you to sleep well tonight. Let the world turn without you tonight. If we try, we'll get by, so forget all about us tonight. Everything's all right, yes. Sleep and I shall soothe you, calm you, and anoint you for your hot forehead. Then you feel everything's all right, yes. Everything's fine. And it's cool and the ointment sweet for the fire in your head and feet. Close your eyes, close your eyes. And relax, think of nothing tonight Hey, woman, you find ointment brand new and expensive Should have been saved for the poor Why has it been wasted? We could have raised maybe 
pieces of more. People who are hungry, people who are starving, they matter more than your feet and hands. Try not to get worried, try not to turn on to problems that upset you. Don't you know everything's alright, yes, everything's alright, yes. Surely you're not saying we have the resources to save the poor from their lot. There will be poor always, pathetically struggling. Look at the good things you've got. Think while you still have me move, while you still see me. You'll be lost and you'll be sorry when I'm gone. Close your eyes, close your eyes, and the next one. Close your eyes, close your eyes, and the next one. Close your eyes, close your eyes, and the next one. Close your eyes, close your eyes, and the next one. Close your eyes, close your eyes, and the next one. Close your eyes, close your e